We're going to begin in Mark chapter 6 and verse 34. Uh, we're going to be talking about the good shepherd this morning. In Mark 6 verse 34, it says, And Jesus, when he came out, he saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them, because they were sheep not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. So we see that in this scripture that he was moved with compassion and he saw that they needed a shepherd. You know, Jesus said of himself in John 10, he said, I am the good shepherd. And he says that the good shepherd, what does he do? The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. I ask you today, what kind of a shepherd do we have? Is he a bad shepherd? No, No, thank God he's a good shepherd. And here's what a good shepherd does. A good shepherd feeds and also tends to his flock. Now a natural shepherd goes to a great deal of trouble to provide the sheep with the finest grazing, make sure they're well fed and that they're just flourishing in the care of the shepherd. The natural shepherd, what he does is he provides shelter from the storms, protection from the enemies, and makes sure that the sheep are free from all infections and all parasites. And of course, you know, sheep in the natural realm and the spiritual realm are susceptible to some things. And a good shepherd looks over the flock of God. And from early dawn until late at night, the good shepherd is alert for the welfare of his sheep. You know, that sounds just like Jesus to me. In 2 Chronicles 16:9, here's what the word of the Lord says. It says, For the eyes of the Lord, they are running to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Amen. I'm glad that there is nothing hidden from his eyes. That there is nothing you may be going through or I may be going through that he doesn't see. But not only does he see, but he ever liveth, glory to God, to make intercession for you and for me. He sees you in your situation and seated at the right hand of the Father as our high priest, mediator and intercessor. He does something about it in prayer. Amen. So I want to encourage you to hold fast. Keep walking by trust. Amen? I believe this. Notice he's looking for a perfect heart. That doesn't mean we're perfect in all of our ways. But how many of you know that in Christ we are complete? In Christ he sees us perfected in him. In Christ we are the accepted and the beloved. Amen? And so I believe this, that a perfect heart is a heart that is loyal. A perfect heart is a heart that is full of trust. That every day you wake up in the morning and say, Lord, I put my trust in you. I'm trusting you to lead me. I'm trusting you to keep me. I'm trusting you to protect me. And I acknowledge you this morning in all of my ways. Lead me in the right paths. Come on, somebody. For this day. Hallelujah. I love it, don't you? Amen. And so in Psalms 23, we want to look at that. And let's notice this this morning. The fact of the matter is, he is our shepherd. And this represents the goodness of God in this life and in the life to come. Let's read it together. Ready? Read. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I will fear no evil. For you are, oh, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell. Hallelujah. You know, David penned these words, and he'd been a shepherd boy long before he was king. But many believe that David actually penned this 23rd Psalm after he had seen years and years and decades and decades of the goodness of God and his care for him throughout the years. This very possibly could have been written in the wilderness of Manahan when he was on the run from his son Absalom. You know, his son rebelled against him and and chased him. That's not a good thing. But it was right in the midst of some of David's darkest hours that he penned these words, The Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen. David knew that in his darkest hour, he could cast his burdens on the Lord. He knew that there was sustaining power in the love of his great shepherd. He faced difficulties, but he knew where to go. He went to the rock that was higher than him. How many of you know that he's higher than you? He's got a higher way. He's got a better way. So why don't we leave the low lands of reasoning and come up to the high lands of trust and put our cares in the great shepherd of the sheep, the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The scripture says, casting. That means throwing all your cares, all your worries, all your concerns once and for all. Upon him. Why is that, Pastor? Because he cares for you. Mm-hmm. So God was like a shepherd to David, and David was like a sheep to God. Now, I may be a shepherd that in being a pastor, but I'm one of his sheep. How about you? Isaiah tells us that he will feed his flock like a shepherd, that he will gather his lambs with his arm. Hebrews 13 speaks of Jesus as the great shepherd of the sheep. 1 Peter 2.25 calls him Jesus, the shepherd and bishop or overseer of our souls. That's awesome. That ties in right well with the prophecy that came from Brother George about the peace of God. Amen. 1 Peter uh, chapter 5 and verse 4 calls him the chief shepherd. Let me read to you what one uh, commentator says. He says, in Israel, as in other ancient societies, a shepherd's work was considered the lowest of all works. If a family needed a shepherd, it was always the youngest son, like David, who got this unpleasant assignment. But Jehovah has chosen to be our shepherd. 
And David says, the great God of the universe has stooped to take such great care of you and me. Amen. If you feel loved today, if you feel cared for, just lift up your hands and thank him. Lord, I love you. I thank you that you are our guide, our physician. Thank you, Jesus. As we walk with him, he will see to every area of our lives. I want you to notice specifically this uh, phrase, my shepherd, my shepherd. David knew this in a personal sense. He could say he's my shepherd. It wasn't just that he was someone else's shepherd, but Jesus, the Lord God, was his personal shepherd to David himself. Charles Spurgeon says this. He says, if he be a shepherd to no one else, he's a shepherd to me because he cares for me, watches over me, and preserves me. Amen. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. And then he goes on to say, I shall not want. Now, that's very interesting. This is something that you can say regularly. This is something that you can declare every day. All you've got to do is make the decision when you wake up in the morning to boldly declare, the Lord is my shepherd. And today, I'm not going to want. I'm not going to want for strength because the Lord is the strength of my life. I shall not want for joy for the joy of the Lord is my strength. I shall not want for wisdom for Jesus is my wisdom. I shall not want for righteousness for Jesus is my righteousness. I shall not want for redemption for Jesus is my redeemer. I shall not want for protection because he is my protector. How many of you know that he has redeemed you, has delivered you, and currently, presently, is redeeming you, and in the future, will save you, and will deliver you? Man, that's just such good news. Like the psalmist said in Psalm 103, he redeemeth my life from destruction. If you look that up in the Hebrew, you will see that that is in the continuous sense that he was constantly and continuously redeeming his life from destruction. Amen. And the destroyer is the devil. And there's another verse in the Bible. He says, by the words of his lips, by the words from his mouth, I have kept myself from the paths of the destroyer. Hallelujah. So as we take his word that comes from his mouth, plant it in our heart, say it out of our mouth, we shall be kept from the paths of the destroyer. I'll tell you a good confession to make every day is in my pathway is life. In my pathway is life and there is no death. Come on, let's just try that on for size. Say it real strong. In my pathway, there is life and there is no death. Hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm. I shall not want. So that's what David basically was saying. All my needs are met. All my needs are met. And it doesn't really matter in the natural realm if it looks like your needs are met. If you wait to declare the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want until your needs are met. You're walking by sight. It's important to walk by faith. Faith shouts the victory before. 
Faith quotes the Word of God before. Faith looks at Jericho's walls and laughs and says, Big boy, you coming down. Because I serve the great Jehovah God. Amen. I shall not want. Now, let's look at this from a couple other translations. Psalm 23 in the NLT says this. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. I have all that I need. The NIV says it like this. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. I lack nothing. Stop talking about what you don't have and what you can't do and start declaring what you do have and what you have by faith. Amen? For as long as you declare what you have, you'll never rise above your confession. Amen? Now, in the, uh, today's Living Bible, it says, Because the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything I need. And so I have this confidence in my heart, and I hope that you have it too. That though the storms may rage, though the floods may rise, just on the inside there's a peace. And we know that everything is going to be all right. Let's say that together. Everything, everything. is going to be All right. Thank you, Lord. So, now, of course, this doesn't mean that we won't go through challenges. Look at John 16, verse 33 in the Amplified Version. Let's feed on this for a while today. John 16, uh, verse 33 says, I've told you these things so that in me you might have what kind of peace? Perfect peace. Shalom, shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. And confidence and trust. He said, now in the world, there's going to be some trials. There's going to be some tribulations and distress. And there's going to be the potential to be frustrated. But, he says, pass that all up and get happy and be of good cheer. Amen? We may be cast down, but we're never, hallelujah, knocked out. So he says, but be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident, certain, and undaunted. Why, Jesus? Let's read it together. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you. And I have conquered it. Now let's just pay attention to that last phrase. What has he done? I have conquered it. Who? For you. So did he conquer this world system and deprive it of its power to harm you? And did he do it for you personally? That's why we can say we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Amen. So it's good to tell him, Lord, I'm just putting my trust in you today. Nothing ever comes your way without him knowing it. Without him seeing it, nothing ever comes your way that you're not able to make it through. You're able to do it. There's no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above your ability to stand. But along with that, he always provides a way and makes a way of escape. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, let's be honest this morning. Have you ever felt in your little life that you just couldn't do something? There's just something, you know, that you've been facing and you're just saying, well, there's just 
no way I could have the strength to do that. There's, there's no way that I'm smart enough to have that kind of a job. Or there's just no way that I could ever be debt free. There, there's no way that I could ever get rid of this con- uh, chronic condition. You know, no way is the enemy's talk. I said, no way is the enemy's talk. There's always a way. Always a way. And his name is Jesus. Say it with me. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. Now, here's what I learned a long, long time ago, way, way back in the 70s. I found a verse of scripture that has just helped me so much in my daily walk with God and in daily challenges that I have faced. I want you to look at it, and I want us to meditate on it for just a few moments. Let's look at Philippians chapter 4, and I want you to notice verse 13, and let's look at it from the Amplified Version. And make this a part of your life. Let it dwell in you. Believe it, say it, and then act on it. Amen? He said, I have strength for some things. I have strength for some things if Christ decides to empower me for that. Now, that's not what it says. Now, if you're reading it with religious glasses, you'll read it that way. But we got our religious glasses off. The eyes of our understanding are being flooded with light this morning. Amen. So remember this when the enemy tells you, no way, you can't. No, I have strength. I found out that God will give you extra strength. Even in a time of weakness, he'll give you extra strength. Extra strength. He'll enable you to do things that you never thought possible that you could do. Hallelujah. Everyone say extra strength. So here it is, guys. What do we got? I have strength for all things in Christ. That's the key. In Christ, who empowers me. Learn to tap into who you are in Christ. Learn to tap into his empowering power. It's available to every one of us. I'm ready for anything, and I'm equal to anything through him who infuses what kind of strength? Does inner strength affect your outer self? Strength comes from the inside and it works its way to the outside. Through him, now notice this, who infuses inner strength into me. And then he sums it up by saying, here's the deal, guys. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Hallelujah. I took this verse of scripture on the first pass they gave me out of the state hospital way back in 1975. They let me out after I'd been in treatment for several months. And I'm telling you, there was some spiritual warfare going on in my life, even though I was born again. And on the Greyhound bus to go visit my parents in Minneapolis, Minnesota, I said over and over and over again to myself, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
You see, there were evil spirits trying to draw me back into the world system. But in Christ and through Christ, I was self-sufficient. Amen? And so that's where I started this. But I'm telling you, I've held fast to this verse of Scripture over and over and over again in my life. And I've found it to be absolutely, positively the truth. Amen? Amen? So whatever you're facing, whatever you think that you can do, say it with me, I have strength. I have strength. For all things. For all things. In, Christ, in Christ. Who empowers me. Who empowers I'm ready for anything. And I'm equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. This day, I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Hallelujah. The bottom line is this. Someone bigger than us is looking after us. That's why it says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That is not just some sort of Pentecostal phrase. That's straight from the B-I-B-L-E, which says you've overcome the Antichrist, the spirits in this world, and the greater one lives on the inside of you. So trust the greater one. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you dare ask or think, according to the greater one's power that's at work in you. Woo! Glory. Hallelujah. Now, I said all that to get to this point. We're going to take the balance of our time this morning to go through John chapter 10, the first 10 verses. Are you ready? John, the 10th chapter, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 9, first of all. You got your catchers on? Catch this today. Verse 1, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. How many of you know when you're right, you come in the right way? Not sneaky. You know, people that are coming in through the back door, something's wrong. That means in a home. That also means in a church. But thank God Jesus didn't come in the back door. He came in right. How about you in your life? You coming in right? You coming in honorable? That's you and me. Amen. Now notice in verse 2. But he that entereth in by the door, what is he? He that enters in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. And verse 3 says, to him the porter opens. And the sheep, what do they do? Are you one of his sheep? Should we not then be hearing his voice? Should we be saying, I can't hear from God? I can never hear from God. You've got scripture on it, right? If you are one of his sheep, even if you've never heard the voice of God or been led by God, you ought to be saying and declaring regularly, I am his sheep and I hear his voice. Now notice the rest of the verse. And he calleth his own sheep by name. He knows your name. He's got every hair on your head numbered. He knows your physical address. He knows your spiritual address. Now notice, not only do we hear his voice, not only does he know our name, but what else does he do? 
Look at that last phrase. No, let's go back to verse 3. Verse 3. He what? He does what? Say with me, he leads me out. Now notice verse 4. And he putteth forth his own sheep and goes before them. And the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. What this is saying, as a good sheep, you should be following the shepherd. When you have confidence in the shepherd's leading and in his care for you, you just follow him. Don't get out ahead of him. Don't decide what's the best pasture for you. Just follow your shepherd. And he putteth forth his own sheep and goes before them. And the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. Say it again. I know know. his voice. voice. Verse 5. And a stranger I will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. And of course, this parable Jesus spoke unto them, but they understood not what things that were spoke unto them. And then Jesus said unto them again, Truly, truly, I say unto you, I am the door. I am the door. I believe we're in a great year of the open door. Amen. Amen. He said, I'm the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. He said, I am. He repeats it again. I am the door. And by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out. And what shall they find? They shall find pastures. What kind of pastures? Lush pastures. Green pastures. Pastures of plenty. Pastures where you can lay down and rest in. That's the kind of shepherd we serve. Hallelujah. We don't serve a taskmaster shepherd. We don't serve a cowboy shepherd who drives the sheep. We serve the good shepherd who leads the sheep beside the still waters. Oh, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. So all of these nine verses, I want you to see something today and hopefully it'll bear witness with your spirit. All these nine verses leading up to verse 10 can be summed up in these words. And that is this, that Jesus is my good shepherd. Jesus is my good shepherd. He speaks to me. I hear his voice and he leads me out. Hallelujah. Whatever you're in, he can lead you out of. Now notice verse 10. This is in the context of these first nine verses. He says, the thief... Cometh not but for what? To steal and to kill and to destroy. But why would you come, Jesus? I've come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. What kind of life is the shepherd offering his sheep? He's offering the sheep abundant life. And Jesus clearly makes a distinction. There's a line in the sand between the thief... And the good shepherd. Just mark it down. Anything that robs, anything that kills, anything that destroys is not the good shepherd. Hallelujah. What this is saying to us is this. 
When he says, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, I think one way that you could describe the word abundant is overflow. Overflow. I mean, anything to do with your life. Overflow. Overflow of joy. Overflow of peace. How about an overflow of health? Here's what I want you to see today. And I want you to think about it and chew on it. And that is this. That there is no real abundant life. There's no real abundant life without knowing the voice of the good shepherd. There's not any real abundant life without giving your shepherd access to you. I mean, you can quote all day, man, he's come that I've had life and have it more abundantly. I'm walking in abundance, glory to God. But if you are not living under the shepherd's care and not hearing his voice and under his wing and under his staff, there's no real abundant life. We're kidding ourselves if we think so. I'm going to say it again. There's no real abundant life without knowing his voice. And I've written here in my notes, I must give him access to lead me and to speak to me. See, the shepherd's already gone before us. Has he not? He knows the future much better than you know the past. Now, sometimes we think that we're really something, and we think that we're smarter than God. We don't come right out and say that. But any time that we go about our life without acknowledging Him and bringing Him in on the scene of our decisions in our life, we are basically saying we're smarter than our shepherd. We got this. No, we ain't got this. He's got this. And He's got it all. And so I want to encourage you to give Him access to you. Let him speak to your heart. Before you make big decisions, before you just go on your own and go by what you think, just acknowledge him. You see, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And what will the good shepherd do? He's going to direct my paths. Let's pray this right now. Lord Jesus, I declare this morning that you are my good shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want for direction. I shall not want for correction. And so I open my heart to stay. And I give you access. Please, Lord, speak to me. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for leading me and guiding me into all the truth.